Good morning. I should have timed that a little better. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to High Point. If we haven't met yet, my name is Amy Hubbard. My husband, Jason, and I are part of the uh, leadership team here at church. And thanks for being here today. I'm excited to be able to preach this morning. We're in a great series right now called Shine Like the Stars. Uh, Pastor Andy has been bringing the word every week, and he and his family are out of town this week. They said to tell you hello. Um, but this week is, is my week to get up here, and I'm excited to be able to share with you guys. Um, I want to revisit our theme verse, our theme passage for this um, series, which is in Philippians. But before we do that, um, think about where in the world have you seen the brightest stars you've ever seen? It's not too easy to see the stars in Atlanta, is it? I don't think I almost ever see stars in Atlanta because there's lights everywhere. So usually to see stars, you have to get out, don't you, in the country, whether you're out camping somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Um, for me, some of the brightest stars I've ever seen were at the Grand Canyon. Have you ever been at the Grand Canyon at night? Just unbelievable. The brightest display of stars I've ever seen was when I was a college student and I was in Kenya. And the house I was staying in had no electricity and no uh, indoor plumbing. So if you had to go to the bathroom, you had to go to the outhouse, which was way away from the house, as outhouses tend to be. So <laughs> the one good thing about having to go to the outhouse at 2 in the morning was that you could look up. And I have never seen a display of stars like I did that night. There's a sermon somewhere that you can see beauty on your way to the outhouse, I'm sure. I'll preach that another time. <laughs> there's, something, there's something in that. But think about the most stars you've ever seen and how glorious it was. And let's read this passage out of Philippians together. Can we do that? It's Philippians chapter 2, starting um, in verse 12. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault, in a warped and crooked generation." Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. That's the word of God for us this morning. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you that your word is true. That it is as true today, Lord, as it was um, at the foundations of the earth. And God, we ask you to teach us this morning, God. We want to learn from you. We want to learn from your word we want to walk away from here with a better understanding of who you've called us to be in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. So this scripture says that we are meant to shine like stars in a warped and in a crooked generation. And, you know, when Paul wrote this letter, when he wrote those words, see, you and I think of stars, we think of stars like we see at night here in Atlanta, maybe like one or two if, it's, if we're lucky. But obviously, Paul was writing pre-electricity days, right? And so when he talked about shine like stars, he's picturing like a sky that is just flooded with light. 
a sky that is brilliant with uh, uncountable stars in the sky. So what does it mean when he says that we are supposed to shine like stars in what he says is a warped and crooked generation? You know, we don't have a hard time believing that it's warped and crooked in our world today, do we? It's not hard to see that. It's hard to imagine maybe that we're supposed to shine like stars. That part maybe we have to stretch our imagination a little bit. But none of us have to think too hard to see that we live in a broken world, don't we? The news this very week, uh, tragic, has displayed to us yet again that how desperately um, we need the light of the gospel and the light of Jesus in our world. And so sometimes it's easy, and if you're like me, I know even this week, I just get overwhelmed. And sometimes the temptation is to feel Hopeless and helpless, right? Has anyone kind of felt that way this week? And you just think it's so big. It's so big. But the Word of God tells us that you and I, we shine like stars in the midst of a warped and crooked generation. So where there's darkness, you carry the light. And where there's fear, we're called to bring love. And where there's warped or twisted thinking, we're called to bring the truth of God's word. We're called to bring clarity and hope. And where there are crooked paths and no one's sure which route to take, we are called to walk a straight one, to shine like stars. Now, here's the thing about stars. I did a little thinking about stars this week. Do you know that stars don't have to muster up the ability to shine When you look up in the night sky, you're not looking at a star. The stars are not going, okay, oh gosh, we got to shine. It's really hard. I don't know if we can do it tonight. I don't know if I can make it happen. Stars don't have to work it up. They don't have to like generate the will to shine, do they? In fact, that sounds kind of ridiculous. Stars just shine. It's what they do. It's their essence. A star shining is a byproduct of what a star does, right? I don't know. There's gas and heat and stuff happening. I didn't do very well in physics. Some of you probably did. But nevertheless, the end result of whatever the chemicals and stuff up there, thank you, attend my lecture on astrophysics after the service, stars shine, right? They just do. They're made of shiny stuff, right? So they just shine. I was a psychology major. I could talk more intelligently about other stuff. So you don't look into the night sky, do you, and see stars that are just like straining to shine. Come on, guys, we can do this. No, because it's just what they do. So therefore, we can say that if you and I are meant to shine like stars, shining like stars in a dark night is just what we do. It's just, it's just, as children of God, it's just who we are. Now, what do I mean? I want to show you some scriptures that talk about that. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 said, says, For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts so that we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. 
And then Ephesians 5, 8 says, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. So do it. You were darkness, and now you were light. It's just like Stephen was talking about earlier. You were this way, and now you're that way. So now it's time to live as a person of the light. So what do I mean? What's the point of all this? Why do I keep talking about stars? Well, just like stars are made of star stuff, right, that makes them shine, when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, when you become a Christian, when you purpose to follow him, that means you are made of different stuff than you were made of before. You change. It's not just, it's not just a philosophy that you embrace or a set of teachings that you adopt or a new way of thinking, although all of that is part of it too, right? There is new ways of thinking, and there is different philosophical things, and, and we can get into all of that. But at the most heart level, at the most central part of who you are, when you decide to follow Jesus and you surrender your heart and your life to him, you change on the inside. What you're made of changes. And you become made of the shiny stuff too, right? You become the Spirit of God comes and lives in you. Yes, you are still you, okay? Your person, it's not like your personality changes. It's not like um, your gifts or your personal history. All that is still, still there and still you. But Jesus changes you from the inside out. Now, how many of you know this to be true? Because you've seen it happen in your own life and you've seen it happen in the lives of others. Let's look at the scripture that really outlines this. It's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God. Who, if you could put the next one up, sorry. Who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. See, this is the thing. God saves you and then invites you to partner with him in his great work across the earth. So listen to this next part. He says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, why did I just read that whole long thing? Because if you're sitting here today and you're maybe wondering, what's the point of all this? Like, why, why are we here? Why, why do we go to church? What's this whole Jesus thing about? That's it right there is that God has saved you. He has saved you from your sin by his death, by his sacrifice, to invite you to partner with him, to reconcile people to himself. So when the scriptures talk about that we shine like stars, you have, you have the spirit of the living God living in you, who's transformed your life, who's transformed your heart, so that you can be like him in the world.
Romans 6, 4 says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Okay, so when that passage in Philippians talks about you shine like stars, it's not meant to be like some kind of personal, motivational message. Like, you go girl, get out there and be fabulous in the world. You know, shine, get it. You know, I mean, that's all great. And I love, I love being pumped up too. But Paul's not saying that. He's not just being like, you get out there and just do you. You know, be fabulous. Shine like a star. He's saying, listen to me. You have the spirit of the living God in you. You're not what you once were. You're a new creation. Shine like a star in the darkness to point people to me. Do you see this matters? Understanding this, our ability to grasp this concept, it matters because it changes the way we live our lives. It changes how we see ourselves. You and I can look out at the world today and be overwhelmed by the by the warpedness, right? Like the scripture says, it's a warped and crooked generation. It is overwhelming. But we remember what God said that he has transformed us from the inside out. He's made us different. He's made us new. And as a result, we shine. Now, remember what I said. We don't have to strain to do it. We don't have to work it up. What do stars do? They just shine. It's who they are. What do you do? You're a new creation. Jesus shines through you. It's just who you are. It's just, listen to me, it is who you are now. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, the scripture says. The old is gone. The new has come. It's who you are. You're fabulous. You go, girl. <laughs> no, I don't know. What do you say to guys? Go, bro. Something like champ. <laughs> so this scripture is saying, you shine when you show up. You shine when you show up. I, t- I heard someone say recently that they always say to their kids, the room is better when you're in the room. And I thought, what an amazing thing to teach your kid that this room, wherever I am, is going to be a better place because I'm here, because I showed up. It's the same thing. You're a child of God. You shine by showing up because it's part of who you are. It's your identity in Christ. Whether you feel bright or not. Maybe you don't feel very shiny um, today. Whether you feel capable or strong or qualified or mighty or smart or any of those things, it doesn't matter. You shine when you show up because the one who spoke the stars into existence lives in you. Is in your, God's spirit is in you. So really, It's not actually even about me or you, is it? It's about what God has done in our hearts. Again, our theme passage in Philippians 2.13, it says, God works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do you see how when we can get out of the way a little bit, that God shines through our life? Now, one star on its own, you know, it's not that much. But again, picture the Grand Canyon at 
at midnight or wherever you've been and how the sky, there's more stars than you can fathom and the light that it brings. So then, if all this is true, right, if this is who we are and we are shiny people, what's that, Are the shiny happy people? Anybody remember that song? I'm old, yes, thank you. Um, YouTube it. Then, then why sometimes, why do we struggle to shine God's light in a warped and crooked generation? Because if we're honest, if I'm honest, I have days when I don't necessarily feel like the, the glory of God is displayed through my life. Now, my identity hasn't changed. I'm still a child of God. But what is it sometimes Think about it for a minute. What is it for you? What is it that sometimes keeps you from being who God's called you to be in a situation in your everyday life? It's frustrating, isn't it, sometimes when you think about it? You're still a child of God. Who you are hasn't changed. But yet sometimes we can allow things to get in the way from us shining like the stars. In fact, the scriptures address this. In Galatians 5, Paul says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. You and I were called to one thing, but sometimes we can use that liberty in Christ to just do what we want. And not really to serve others and love others and glorify God. Jesus said it this way, famously, in Matthew 5. He said, you're the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that can't be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. See, you, are, you shine like a star, remember? You're made of the shiny stuff. It's who you are. It's part of your identity. Yet we can still choose what we do with that light. I don't mean to sound all like light and, you know, new agey stuff, whatever. What I'm talking about is the glory of God, the presence of God that's on your life as a result of who you are in him. We can still choose to let other things get in the way of that. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is to get out of our own way. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is to get out of your own way. We sabotage ourselves sometimes. I started thinking about this in my life. Sometimes I just, I just want to be comfortable. I just want to be left alone and do my own thing and not have to talk to anybody. You know? I just want to watch the Great British Baking Show on Netflix and be left alone. <laughs> Anyone watch that? It's really good. Anyway. Sometimes I avoid shining like a star. Sometimes I avoid doing what I know God has called me to because I just don't feel like it. Sometimes I'll use sarcasm or humor to avoid a conversation that needs to be had because I don't want to rock the boat or I don't want to seem different. Sometimes I'm just tired of being different. Y'all relating to this at all? We prefer sometimes what's familiar 
to almost anything else. We like predictable. We like knowing what's going to happen. And sometimes that causes you and me to return back to what we know over what we know God is calling us to. Sometimes it causes us to go back to an old habit, an old mindset, an old relationship, even if we know it's not good for us, even if we know it's not healthy for us or what God would have for us. We go back to it because it's familiar. At least we know what we're going to get, right? And sometimes that can keep us from doing and being the person that God's called us to be. The reality is you shine when you show up, and you shine when God's love is the biggest thing in your life. Do I like to be comfortable? Yes. Do I like knowing what's going to happen in my day and just being able to do it for myself? Sure. But when God's love is more important to me than being comfortable, that's when I can shine like a star in a warped and a crooked generation. That's when who God has made me to be can really come out. Are you willing to be uncomfortable? Because sometimes we can think that God's goal for us is our happiness, right, and our comfort. And it really isn't. A lot of times happiness is a byproduct of what God does in your life. But God is more interested in you bringing glory to him than in your own comfort. Are you willing to be uncomfortable? And this can manifest itself in big and small ways. You know, in 2005, um, Jason and I made a choice to take what was for us a huge risk. Um, we were living in Dallas, Texas. We had one, we were, uh, had one child. We, were, we had a big campus ministry that we were, we were running. We were loving life. And we chose to leave a church we loved. We sold our house. We left dozens of great friends and our families, and we took five months and raised a full financial partnership team to move to a country that neither of us had ever been to, to start a church with people we barely knew. And so that was bananas, okay? That was a crazy season in our lives that we chose to step out into being uncomfortable. And, you know, I don't have time to tell you all the stories that happened over the next 10 years, the lessons we learned, the way God showed up in remarkable ways for us, the church that was started, the lives impacted, the dumb decisions that we made <laughs> as well, plenty of those in there too. We were willing to be uncomfortable, and it was hard. And then 10 years later in 2015, we did it all again in reverse. Just, you know, we left what had become a financially secure position at the church we had started in Australia, uh, a church we loved and nurtured with now we had three children by that point who were happy and settled in the only country they'd ever really known. And we came back to America not knowing where we were going to end up. That was also bananas, okay? That was a crazy time as well. And here we are at High Point. Yay! Lucky you, right? We're letting God write the next chapter of our story. And there have been twists and turns already. There have been hard times and good times and annoying times and 
everything in between. And I don't know what, that's gonna, what this is going to look like this season of our lives because we're still in it. But I know it's going to be good. Are you willing to be uncomfortable? Are you willing to be challenged? Now, that's a big kind of life-altering example that I just gave. And I'm sure that each one of you has similar things in your life where you've made a big decision. Maybe you've decided to move. Maybe you've changed jobs. Maybe you've um, completely changed your major and had to alter everything and shift it around. Our lives are also made up of a lot of little moments, too, where we choose to be uncomfortable. See, part of shining like a star, remember I said this is who you are, this is your identity now, the Spirit of God lives in you. Part of all of that, guys, is that your life is going to look different. See, I know that my life looks different to many of my friends. Yours does, too. It just does. It's not because you're trying to be different or you're trying. You just are. You just are different. You stand out. And so do I. You make decisions that your friends wouldn't make. You prioritize different things. And it's not because you're trying to be different. It's just because you are different. It's who you are. You're a child of God. And as a result... You're going to prioritize your life differently. Sometimes we can get tired of being different. We can get tired of people kind of going, oh, why'd you, why'd you do that? People used to all the time ask us when, but when we were making the decision to leave Australia and come back here, why are you doing that? Why are you, you've been here a long time. Like, why would you, and sometimes you just get tired of like explaining why you're doing what you're doing. And I get that. But we are different because God has made us different. See, my life and your life ought to be governed and organized around a different mission, a different ideal. We are called to reflect God's glory to those around us. When the scriptures say we shine like the stars, it means that I'm reflecting what Jesus has put in me to the world. And guys, that's the hope of the world. When we read the news, when we see what's going on around us, and we think, how will this ever, God, be any different? It's because it's God's purpose for you and me to be a sky full of stars that shine his glory into the world around us. Can I change the world? No. But I can be one of billions who are displaying God's glory in their neighborhood, in their campus, in their community. And that's how God works. That's how lives are changed. That's how culture is shaped and shifted. Sometimes that's going to cause us to be different, to make different choices, to say different things, to make different uh, priorities in our life. But that's what God's called us to do. You shine when you show up. I want to close with this scripture. 1 Peter 2, 9 says, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 
that's why we that's why we're here that's why we do church sometimes we can get caught up in just the routine of it you know we come here we have coffee we talk to each other it's great you see your friends your kids go to kids church you know all the stuff that we do but all of that this is why we do it because God has saved you for a purpose Jesus has put his stamp on your heart for a reason not to just adopt a new way of living or a new way of thinking, but to be a new creation in the world, to be a new person, to be a display of his glory in the earth. That's why we do this. That's why we're here. That's why you don't get beamed up to heaven the minute um, you receive Jesus, right? It's not a Star Trek moment. He saved you for a purpose and whether you feel like a star or whether you feel fierce or fabulous or whatever you are you are a display of his glory if I wake up in the morning and I don't feel like Amy Hubbard like myself I still am if I wake up in the morning and decide that you know I feel like Jasmine instead that doesn't make me not me right I still am. Whether you may feel like a display of God's splendor or not, it's who you are. You are made of the shiny stuff. Shining is just what you do. It's a byproduct of being a child of God. And my hope and prayer for us today is that we wouldn't look into the darkness of our generation and our culture and just be like, oh, I'm staying home. Where's the remote? That we would realize, you know what? I don't know how it's all going to work, but I know that God has called me and equipped me to shine like a star in a warped and a crooked generation. And Lord, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to allow myself to be uncomfortable. I'm going to allow myself to just be different. And I'm just going to do it. It's not something you've got to work up and strain to make happen. It's who you are, and it's in you. So I want to pray for us today. You can just stay in your seats. You just close your eyes for a moment. I want us to just, I want us to just ask God, is there a place, Lord, where I have avoided shining like a star? Is there, is there a place where I haven't wanted to be uncomfortable? Is there a place where I've just been tired of being different? Where I haven't wanted to make a choice that was going to inconvenience me or be painful? Just ask him to show you, Lord, is there a place in my life at work, in a relationship, at school? Just ask him to show you what that might be. And then ask him to give you the will to shine in that area.
God, I thank you, Lord, that you have made us a new creation. That, God, you came down from heaven. You left the perfection of heaven. You came into right where we are. God, you entered into our struggle and our pain. And you changed us, Lord. I thank you, God, that we are new creations in you. God, I pray that you would help us to know who we are. God, help us to lay aside our desire to be comfortable, our desire to embrace what's familiar. Help us to put that aside and choose you. Help us to choose to shine your love into this world. Help us to choose to do the work, to have the conversations, to pray the prayers, God. To love the people that annoy us. <laughs> Help us to choose that. And God, I thank you that your word promises that when we do that, when we choose you, that we shine, that your glory is displayed in our lives, that it brings light and life to others. Thank you, Jesus.